What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hello there, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here with another session of Judging Freedom. Today is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. My guest today is a man whose work I have admired for many years. He is one of the foremost defenders of personal liberty in our society and one of the foremost exposers of the government's assaults on it. John Whitehead is a distinguished constitutional lawyer who practices wherever his clients need him, but his home base is in the great state of Virginia, and he runs a wonderful place called the Rutherford Institute. John, it's a pleasure. Welcome to Judging Freedom. Thanks for having me on, sir. In your um, in your book, your most recent book, which I was happy and even honored to write a blurb for, you make the argument that fascism is already here. We're not in the slow march toward it. It's here, but the public doesn't recognize it. Can you expand on that argument? Well, uh, what's happened, and uh, again, most Americans are not focused on what's going on, unfortunately, when I talk to them, but the corporations have merged with the uh, federal government and many of the states' governments, by the way, and that is uh, what uh, Benito Mussolini called corporatism. He was a fascist that ran uh, fascist Italy, whom uh, Hitler admired, by the way, and um it uh, is when the corporations start working with the government. And there was that key press conference when Hitler was actually uh, brought into power. There was a huge media of the major corporations, some of them, by the way, international corporations that met in Nazi Germany. They came out of the meeting and one of the columnists said, by the way, what happened? And the first thing he said was, we hired Hitler. Uh, and that's an actual quote, by the way, that's verifiable. They did hire Hitler. And uh, the the as well, I see uh, with the uh, there was a study by Princeton University and Northwest University that studied on where wealth congregates in the United States. They came to the conclusion that the billionaires congregate around Washington D.C., and they came to the conclusion that we're run by an oligarchic elite. That's their quote: the professors of 585 billionaires, and they work with the so-called deep state, and they're part of the deep state, the Seventh Floor Group, which was an FBI memo that was leaked that brought forth that information that were run by somebody underground. We don't know who basically, but basically it's the money people in this former NSA agents I've talked to that have come by that have read my books, uh, have said the same thing. You know, everything's, you know, run by something else. I had one NSA agent guy I thought was hilarious. He kept saying, well, you know, the, you know, <laughs> we got a problem with Oz. And I said, who in the heck is Oz? And he went, John, have you seen the movie? And I went, yeah. He said, Oz is the guy behind the, you know, the shadow, but there's really somebody else called Oz is the president. I went, you call the president of the United States Oz? And they laughed. So we, uh, we, well, we don't, we, we don't really, 
know who it is, and it's probably more well, than one stuff. more than one person. It's that oh. part of the government and their civilian collaborators. Exactly. Whether the collaborators are bankers or industrialists or big tech people. Yeah. Uh, which never changes. Even in a switch as dramatic as from Barack Obama to Donald Trump to Joe Biden in the White House, from Democrats controlling the Congress to Republicans controlling the Congress back to Democrats, the deep state is the same. The law enforcement, the intelligence community, the bankers uh, and the billionaires, they don't really care about the Constitution. But I want to I want to focus in on areas that are uh, of, of great interest to me. And let's start with censorship. Talk to me about censorship. Does the government do it directly or does the government use its civilian billionaire buddies to accomplish censorship? They do it through everything. I mean, you know, Facebook, whatever. You say the wrong word on Facebook now, you're blocked. We've actually defended some people. Uh, gone into court. We're, in court. We're in one action with Robert F. Kennedy Jr. right now where he was kicked off of Facebook. Um uh, kids in the school now, the council culture, if they say the wrong word, they're just zoomed and they're afraid to say anything, by the way. Uh, what we need in America, why the First Amendment is so darn important is critical thinking. We need people to be able to challenge you and say, listen, 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 how do you know that's correct? Right. Do you have any facts to support that? That kind of thing. Let's have a debate. I've told public school principals before I've sued them, basically, in some cases where they've obliterated a kid for saying a certain word or having a T-shirt on, by the way. We had the craziest case where a kid had a T-shirt on of a founding father carrying a musket. They put him in a room, isolated him, and believe it or not, we won the case. The judge laughed out loud because behind him was a poster of a uh, U.S. soldier holding a rifle uh, overseas in the Middle East. In the judge's courtroom. And, uh, I said, you know, we laughed out loud. Right. And so the thing is, though, the kids today, are they've got – words they won't say or whatever. I talk to uh, teachers that don't teach the Bill of Rights now. They don't read the Declaration of Independence. You, they don't read the Declaration of Independence because of that preamble that says we can, we can throw the government out. Uh, I can't hardly tell me anybody, basically. I've, I've asked lawyers, constitutional lawyers in cases. I've given speeches. I'll stop in the middle of my speech and say, can any lawyer in this room give me the five freedoms in the First Amendment? And I'll, they'll look at me blankly like, wow, what's that? So, yeah. The Bill of Rights is only 462 words. We can get people to read them. That's why we give out free cards everywhere I go. Here, read the Bill of Rights. Here, read the Bill of Rights. It does work, but they don't want you to know that you have a right to disagree and whatever. Critical thinking is the key, and when you go into a fascist state, which we moved into, in my opinion, um, they don't want you to think. So they want certain words you can't say, certain books. Listen. So critical thinking is, is not only important, but transparency is important. Transparency. The, the media, that part of it, which has not been co-opted by the deep state. So we're probably talking about independent media can be the eyes and ears of the public unless the, uh, the government clamps it down. I mean, for example, yeah. Julian Assange, in my opinion, and I suspect in yours, is a genuine hero yes, to human he is. freedom, but he sits in a British dungeon, one yes. of the most horrific jails in the Western world, waiting for his fate to determine whether or not he can come to the United States to be tried for something that the Supreme Court has said is perfectly lawful. Yes. Willing secrets that the public has the right to know and has an interest in knowing. 
Yeah. So we, we, we're sometimes running up against um, up against a brick wall if we don't have a free press, press and the threats to Assange are horrific. Ch- changing topics a little bit. Um, a couple of weeks ago, the Biden administration issued a rather odd statement. We now know why. Suggesting that people should be careful of spyware uh, in their uh, mobile devices. That's all they said. We yeah. we now know they were talking about something called NSO, an Israeli company, which makes a product called Pegasus, the American version of which is Phantom. And in the hands of government or anybody, all they have to do is type in your cell phone number, and they immediately have access to everything that is in here. They, they don't have to engage in phishing where they... Uh, lure you in, and the White House was warning people against it. Two weeks later, we learned that one of the entities to which this Pegasus slash Phantom was sold was the FBI. And the FBI, under Donald Trump and under Joe Biden, experimented with this on, we don't know who, but we believe it's Americans because the FBI said, well, we didn't, we didn't use it in any actual cases. So they just typed cell phone numbers in there, probably yours and mine and people uh, listening to us now. And then it took the FBI's Justice Department lawyers two years to say, we think this is kind of dangerous. It would take a smart law student about two minutes to recognize that this is a direct frontal assault on the Fourth Amendment. I'm sorry for the long intro, but how dangerous is and pervasive is surveillance, government surveillance of average Americans today? We live in a total surveillance state right now. I mean, it's across the country. Uh, the FBI says they can turn on our cell phone from a distance and listen to it, so, uh, turn on the laptops and watches. Uh, smart cameras are everywhere. Uh, the police now have a, an app called Sh- Shadow Dragon, which it used to take them up to two or three months to collect information on you. They can do it in 20 minutes now. Everything about you, what you've talked about, what you've filed online. Police across the country are watching your social media accounts. That's why we have the uh, SWAT team raids up to 80,000 annually now. People knocking on people's doors, people getting shot through their windows and stuff like that. Well, let me you stop you from that, uh, John. 80,000 SWAT team raids annually in the United States? Annually, yeah. And you know, some of the mainstream media doesn't report any of that. I mean, we get all, we get all the information, people contacting us. But, I mean, now, you have veterans being shot in the hallway. A SWAT team raid occurs where, where, theoretically, the government has a search warrant, but they don't tell the lawyer or they don't tell the, the person to be searched. They just break down the door, throw in some sort of a device that, that makes you disoriented wreck your house and look for what they want and if they find it they leave you, you don't even know who was there and what they did to you bang grenades i mean there was the jose Guerrero case in arizona where the police were doing a sweep of his neighborhood looking for marijuana they went into his home with flashbang grenade he, he was a former marine decorated marine he got it with the only rifle he had his hunting rifle put his wife and kid behind him they rushed in the police and saw him at the end of his hallway and shot him 70 times. No marijuana was found in his home. Uh, wow. There are a lot of cases like that out there. And uh, Douglas Limp up in uh, Pennsylvania a couple of years ago, a Second Amendment advocate, by the way. The police snuck around his house, saw him lying in his bed. He moved the wrong way. They thought he was getting a gun. He was just moving over. He had his girlfriend in bed with him. They shot him through the window. 
Uh, we're seeing more and more of those kind of cases, but a lot of that's hyper. They're getting the pre-crime mode, and that's what they're, they're in right now. The Department of Homeland Security is doing threat assessments on homes in America. They go from green to red. Uh, our government is basically paranoid about the average citizen. They're watching everything we're doing, you know, and they're getting ready for a collapse. I've talked about that 2030 video the Pentagon put out where they're predicting, predicting by 2030 the country's going to collapse. They're going to issue martial law. Uh, they're getting ready for everything. They're armored. They have hollow point bullets now. Uh, 120,000 federal agents are parading across this country now with hollow point bullets, Kelvar vests, all the things that, and what did George Washington warn us? He said, do not have a standing army on American soil. We've got a standing army. I think people come to me and say, well, I'm going to get my gun. You know, get, I said, be careful. Uh, there's a, the SWAT team raids in small towns of 5,000 people can wipe out uh, a rally with a bunch of guns. You yeah. got to really be careful what you're doing. Be strategic and things like that. I I talked to you. I've written about it. I say here's what you need to do. And there are a lot of things we can do. The government does not like protests where it's aimed, strategized, and peaceful, and uh, they don't like it. But the point is, once you get violent, uh, it was like John Lennon said. They want to tweak you on the beard, get you angry, and then go bang. We had to shoot the guy. He was crazy. And so there's a lot of things, but they're watching everything we're doing. Again, if people go to our website at Rutherford.org, you'll see I've written on this. The only uh, member of the current member of the Supreme Court that has any uh, libertarian or freedom-leaning instincts, in my view, uh, is Neil Gorsuch. And Justice Gorsuch recently said in a majority opinion, but it was one of those emergency opinions, so it was only two or three pages long. It wasn't a, a dissertation. There is no health care exception in the Constitution. There's nothing in the Constitution that gives the government more power during health care. You, you have written extensively, John, on the dangers of the concept of emergency power. And your thesis, with which I agree, I've written on this as well, but not as extensively as you. And I suspect that a lot of people, even many people that are texting me as we speak, uh, are of the view that the government will grab power during a crisis, whether it's a real crisis or a crisis of the government's making. And then when the crisis has passed or appears to have passed, the power stays in the hands of the government. It doesn't come back. It doesn't come back. How dangerous is that? Is it? From 9-11 to the COVID, I mean, the government's basically erected a police state. I mean, they have what I'll call a police state or surveillance state uh, from the U.S. Patriot Act, which basically dismantled our Constitution until now, bodily integrity, people uh, locking down. And one thing I'm seeing about culture now, they're doing a very good mass psychological uh, workings on the, the American public. We're, we're, we're to the point right now where Americans don't trust each other anymore, where our culture is just basically dissipating. It's going away, and people are nervous about everybody else, all this and that. And uh, what I'm seeing is, is that, very good at mass control of people, and they know one thing. It was what uh, one of the uh, Nazis at Nuremberg said, the way to control people is fear. Fear builds its own prison walls. And right now, uh, we're fearful of everything, and we do live in a, a, an emergency state at this point in time. And I don't know. We've got to be careful because what's coming down the line, I don't know. Right now, there's a, a conflict over 
with uh, Putin or whatever. There's always one crisis to the next crisis to the next crisis. Well, the government loves... I don't believe in government, by the way, and the way they operate. As James Madison said, we ought to mistrust all those in power. Of if course. you trust the government, you're a foolish person. Well, the government loves fear. Uh, the government loves crises. And the government loves war. Let's, let's slide into, and this will really scare the people uh, watching and listening to us now, uh, the last topic, which is genetic privacy. Now, I am of the view that the Ninth Amendment, which is sort of the catch-all, recognizing natural rights, recognizing that rights are too numerous to enumerate in, in, the, in the Bill of Rights, recognizing that our rights don't come from the government, tells me that I own my own body. I decide what goes into my own body. Now, the government doesn't see it that way. I also believe that what I decide with my physician goes into my body is between my physician and me, and the government doesn't see it that way. Am I no. right? Yeah, and they're doing, um, using uh, daubers to go into people's noses now, police, when they pull people over, they're collecting all kinds of genetic material. The FBI has, has their coded system, the FBI, of 50 million so-called genetic samples. They do familial, by the way, research where they get your genetics and they go back in time and try to predict, you know, by looking at your ancestors, whether you're going to be a criminal, where you related to this guy or this guy, this rebel, this rebel, this rebel, rebel. Two Israeli scientists have come out now and said all they need is a photograph or a picture of your DNA. They can recreate it and put it at a crime scene and have you convicted. Uh, we're in an era where George Orwell, Aldous Huxley, all those uh, writers that Philip K. Dick would be going, why didn't you people listen just a little bit? And the reason we don't listen a little bit is, again, we, something we just talked about, we actually believe the government. And, you know, the FBI, by the way, has 80 million names saved on their file that they've actually tracked from John Lennon to Martin Luther King to Lucille Ball to Frank Sinatra, down the way, Ernest Hemingway. I mean, they they track everybody. They watch everything we're doing. And uh FBI, I've studied the FBI so carefully, and I'm, I'm freaked out by the FBI because it's basically modeled on the Hitler's Gestapo in many ways. I'm sorry. They, they just don't They just don't care about the Fourth Amendment. They, they don't, don't care give about a, the requirements of the Fourth the Amendment. The Constitution's us, by the way. I ask the people this. Who's the government? And they look at me kind of blankly. I say, well, you know, I say, no, 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 read it. We, the people of the United States, do ordain. We're the government. They're supposed to be representing us. They don't represent us. They represent the 585 billionaires that run everything. Are you, um, you mentioned uh, George Orwell and Aldous Huxley before we go. Are you writing a novel? Yes, it's been about, written. About a, a history as horrific as, as what we're talking about, a future as horrific as what we're talking about, John? Yeah, I have a new novel called Eric Blair Diaries. It's uh, Eric Blair is actually George Orwell's real name. It's about a young man who's trying to figure out what his life's all about in the future. And George Orwell comes back through time and works with him to set up a freedom movement. And But what's shocking is I go in, I, I just take what I see today and put it on paper in the future. Uh, the drones, the robots, the Rex 84s are coming. I mean, the police are used, starting to use now. You're going to have artificial intelligence. You're going to have robots on the streets. That's, that's what Elon Musk said. He said, I'm trying to warn people. Elon Musk said it. Uh, they won't get it till they see that robot coming down the street. Uh, we're facing a future now, and the Eric Blair Diaries goes into the freedom movement and a, a lot of philosophy I put in there about what I think we can do to fight back. But I'm telling you right now, I think we have about a decade left. 
John, I hope, up, I hope you, uh, I hope you keep up the good fight. Uh, I, I want you to know we've received more emails and texts during the 19 and a half minutes you and I have been on than in any other judging uh, freedom podcast. So you have a lot of fans out there. Uh, and when we have time, we'll answer their questions and we hope you'll come back and please give my regards to your wonderful other half who's as devoted to this work as you are. John, uh, Whitehead from the Rutherford Institute. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Judge Napolitano, Judging Freedom. <laughs>